0: We're going to talk about diets. Yeah. This week on The Right Wing Vegan. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Right Wing Vegan. I am Scott. And I'm Kelly. And we're going to do things a little differently this week so um you know what kelly what get the plugs out of the way
1: okay so you can follow us on twitter at rw vegan wait yeah at rw vegan sorry and no, then no 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 yes. you're
0: wrong no no no
1: oh no darn Gosh. it okay we gotta start over All ignore right. that okay Twitter is at Vegan Wing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. One day I will figure this out One and get day. it right. So, at Vegan Wing. So, then you can email us at rwvegan at gmail.com and you can go on to our website rwvegan.com.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking about creating an Instagram because I was thinking about doing an Instagram where we could take pictures of like Food.
1: Food. Like, like
0: food we eat and stuff like that. Well, I mean, you'd want to do
1: food and political things.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Or you just want to do a vegan no, website? No, no. I mean, I think both would be fine. I just here's the problem I have is like the the left wing people who would be on the vegan stuff. So like, if we post all vegan stuff, we're gonna get a lot of like, we're gonna get a lot of, you know hippy dippy people right so and that's fine but they're gonna like if i post a picture of donald trump they're gonna let me have it
1: yeah but this is who we are so why shy away from it
0: i get it's who we are but at the same time it's like i don't want to create controversy where i don't need to
1: isn't our podcast controversial
0: our podcast is controversial (laughs) but it's just different i don't know how it's different it just is i feel like Maybe you're right. Maybe we just need to do both because we need to be an outlet for conservative vegans.
1: And, yeah, for those people. You guys need a voice. For those people out there that are a minority in the conservative world. Definitely a minority
0: in the conservative world. So, so much of a minority that I was listening to one of my favorite conservative podcasts, and then he started, like, trashing on vegans, and I'm just like, dude, come on, like,
1: like, man, I know what are you doing? I
0: know we there might be like three or four of us out there, but us three or four like you. And we want to listen to your podcast, but we don't want to be trashed for our dietary choices.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways, so today's episode is going to be a little different because we're not going to talk about politics today. We're not. And I know some people are probably crying because there's a lot to talk about with politics this week. But we're going to take a break. Um, because we want to show some love to our vegan listeners out there. Some love.
1: I mean, because after all, we are the right-wing vegan. We're the right-wing so.
0: vegan, and we focus a lot on the right-wing, and we don't focus a lot on the vegan. I
1: know, it's feeling neglected. It's
0: feeling neglected. So, and, and I also, I just, I guess, too, I think maybe there's some benefit in us taking some time to explain ourselves a little bit. We did it in the intro, like, very Briefly, I just wrote all over my hand. You
1: did, I think your pen just oh exploded. Oh, gosh,
0: <laughs> I just wrote all over my hand. Um, but yeah, in, in our introduction, we, we kind of briefly went into it, but I think there's some value in explaining a little bit about why, who, what, when, how, like all of that information, um, for you guys, and also because I know there are a lot of people out there who struggle with their weight and they have like and I don't know, maybe they'll find motivation in our story and our,
1: or I mean, even just like health conditions and
0: I would encourage people. If you want more information after listening to this podcast to really reach out to us on Twitter, it's at vegan So follow us, message us, slide into my DMS. Um, because honestly, I, I really love talking about this and I love, uh, I love telling people where I eat my protein. (laughs)
1: From <laughs> Because that's the number one question. It's the question. number one
0: question you always get asked when people find out you're vegan. It's just a funny thing. So we're going to go into it. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how we want to kick. How do you want to kick this off this know. week? Uh, maybe we should kick it off by having a conversation about how. And again, we briefly went into this in the introduction. But how we got here. Or, or even more, how we got to the point where we decided, hey, let's let's try this plant-based thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so maybe maybe that's a good starting point.
1: Yeah, I guess. Okay,
0: or maybe even more talking about the difference between a vegan diet and a, and a plant-based diet, a whole foods plant-based diet, I should say. Um, so they're, oh. they're 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 two different they they're two different things. They're very similar. Um, The difference being mostly is that, and I follow, and so do you, Kelly, a whole food plant-based diet, except I cheat a little bit. But essentially a whole food plant-based diet is is you're getting most of your nutrients from grains, from legumes, from fruits, from vegetables. Um, You avoid oil. That's a big one. Uh, A lot of people who are vegan don't care about that. But whole food plant based people try to avoid oil. They might have a little bit of oil because oil isn't there's there's a lot of like science that's coming out and it says the things that we thought were bad about oil is actually not bad. Um, But you eat more raw, more nutritious, more um, whole foods,
1: foods that you could grow yourself basically.
0: Yeah. Whereas vegans can just go ham
1: and eat as long as they don't (laughs) eat ham.
0: Uh, So that's the difference. That's why you see fat vegans. If everybody was just eating plants and fruits, Mm -hmm. the whole world would be skinny.
2: Yeah.
0: No one would be fat. You're not going to get fat eating broccoli. As a matter of fact, I would – I will give somebody – no, I won't. No, no. I I (laughs) would challenge someone to attempt to get fat just eating broccoli. Yeah. If all you ate all day was broccoli, you are not going to get fat, right? No. Because of the way our body processes things. Yeah. So maybe we'll so now that I got that out of the way, Kelly, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. Um I want you to tell everybody out there, maybe, give a give a rundown here of how you got to February of this year. So let's let's just run up Okay. Your kind of um your nutritional your your journey.
1: Okay, so I guess I guess I my you're talking about like my weight journey, yeah, my yeah, food yeah, journey. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so I guess you could say my weight journey started in high school. Um, I really, it was in high school I re- noticed that I had an issue and I needed to lose some weight, and I lost a significant amount of weight. My I would say eighth grade, ninth grade year, um, I was just playing soccer a whole bunch more, lost a whole bunch of weight, got to it was great everything was good um let me
0: pause i'm gonna throw in questions as we go along okay. okay um so i want you to do the same to me when i'm when i'm doing this so you were playing a lot more soccer
1: well i started playing high school soccer so previous to that sure. like i was playing rec soccer yeah, it but wasn't high as school, competitive but high, high school it's more regimented you're, you're two gonna a have days, more practices
0: your, you're gonna have more two days yeah yeah at that time what would you say
1: you were eating yeah, I was eating um, crap because I would come right. home from two-a-days and I would have a giant bowl of ramen noodles for lunch. And, you know, like, that's what I did. So I wasn't eating the best, but I was working out consistently. Okay. So then as soon as I stopped playing sports, because I had to start working. You I kept
0: the same diet. I kept the
1: same diet.
0: But your activity level dipped very D- Dramatically. Heavily. I stopped yeah. playing
1: sports altogether. Yeah. And I put all of this weight back on. Yeah. So I would say I, I mean I probably put on about fifty pounds. Fifty pounds between my freshman year of high school and my senior year. I
0: think that's normal. Yeah, I, I think I put so. on a lot of weight when I was in high school too.
1: And then um started into college and my whole family decided to go on a weight loss journey together. That's great. Um we actually started on on Weight Watchers, which yeah. is a really great program.
0: Very controversial program. It I, is, I, I it, is.
1: Say it is um And lost uh, a significant amount of weight, again, probably about the 50 pounds that I had originally lost, um, or originally put on. And then I met you,
2: my amazing husband,
1: and, you know, you're happy, you're eating food... You don't really care because yeah. you're spending time with each other. I and mean, I,
0: I was definitely poor motivation at the time. Yeah,
1: I, w- yeah, I would say you weren't the best motivation because oh, no, we were having like all. pizza. pizza every night. Like, yeah. I think we had pizza at least yeah. four times a week.
2: Yeah, for at sure. least. For sure. I mean,
1: we were constantly having pizzas for delivered. Sure.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, and that weight just went back on and it stayed on for about, um, man, probably for about six years. Six years. I would say. Yeah. Um, and then I know I'm a really bad storyteller, but this past September, so almost a year ago, I committed to changing because this, yeah. this whole time over this last six years, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to do this. I'd lose 10 pounds yeah, sure. and I'd give up on it and well, put let's, the weight back let's, on.
0: Let's pause here. What was your. OK, so it's September. Mm-hmm. You've had this turnaround in your mind. You've mentally decided, you know what? I've pretended to commit before and I haven't committed. I'm gonna commit now. Um, what okay, so it's September, you've you've in your mind made the decision. What was your weight?
1: <laughs> you can my, say it. Okay. No one no one my, knows who you are. My weight at that time was one seventy six. One hundred
0: and seventy six pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I was one hundred seventy six. Yeah. And
0: which may not sound like a lot to some people, but, but I she's am, very short.
1: I'm 5'2", so if someone of my height, a typical weight or your BMI, you should be between. I think it's one hundred and two and one hundred and thirty-five. I yeah, think is, is what it is. Yeah, such a wide range. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, to be considered a, a healthy normal weight. So I was I was up there, and I was not feeling great at all. I was just miserable, lethargic all the time. Just felt weighed down by my food choices, and I don't and we, like, I wasn't in a healthy spot. I was hiding my food from, I was, I was a closet eater, basically. So I was hiding everything that I was eating from my husband. And it just, it was not a good dynamic. And I just needed to make a change to not only save myself, to protect myself and make myself better, but to protect my relationship as well because I couldn't go around deceiving people. It was just unhealthy behavior. Yeah. It was more of like, it, it was basically an addiction at that point And I had to break that addiction. Yeah. Like I just had to cut it cold turkey. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say since then, I have never felt better. Like, I'm so glad I made that decision. So I actually went back on the Weight Watchers train, um, which Really helped me. Um, it gave me uh, a guideline to follow. Um, something that I could use for accountability. Yeah. Um, so it is good having that. Plus, I had you as a great partner, helping, motivating me, and keeping me on track.
0: I think one of the biggest uh, issues people have with Weight Watchers is um, there's a lot of flexibility in the program. In a yeah, sense, yeah, there that is. You have these bonus points, and and you you know, there's no guide. So. Maybe this is my problem too, and maybe my it worked for you, and that's amazing that it worked for you. Um, but I think you had an advantage over some people who who do Weight Watchers. And again, whatever works is whatever works. Yeah. But, um, in a sense that you had, I know a lot about nutrition. Uh, I'm very knowledgeable. I don't like to brag, <laughs> but to toot. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm very knowledgeable in terms of nutrition and things like that. And I think you had an advantage in a sense because I. I'm there with you telling you, like, yeah, I know you have X amount of points, and I know that Oreos fit within those points, but maybe you don't want to eat those.
1: Yeah, and I think the the thing, too, with the Weight Watchers is it allows for these weeklies, is what it's called, like these bonus points, which basically allow you to go and eat a Big Mac and still be... Within your points a for the week. a lot of people
0: week. you know would Use, say they, they would do Weight Watchers and then they would be like, I'm saving all my points for, for a giant yes. chocolate cake.
1: And that's not how I did it. So I was eating eating really well. I never once used those extra points. I was always make, making sure I was below my number and it, it worked significantly well. And um, I would say up until February when I switched to the, the vegan lifestyle, I don't even remember what I was at, but I had, at that point I'd probably lost about 30, 40 pounds yeah. I'd say. Um, so between September and February. So a good, good bit of what I have lost. And then February came around and Scott had already made the switch to a vegan diet and lifestyle. I was resistant because I loved my chicken and my eggs and all of the stuff that I knew I could eat. Mostly on. eggs. Yeah, you, mostly eggs. You had eggs, a really yes. hard time with eggs. Eggs or my. And cheese. Yeah, eggs and cheese were my go-to. There was nothing like a bowl of scrambled eggs with some salsa on it. and um, sounds so gross to me. <laughs> I right know. Now. And like a cut up block of laughing cow cheese. Like that was my go-to. Ugh. Like that was my dinner yeah. most nights because I just craved it. I wanted yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I was resistant because I didn't want to mess with something that was working for oh, me. I get that. So it's like, I, I'm doing this Weight Watchers thing, I'm eating all this food, I'm doing great, I'm losing weight, and I didn't want to throw a wrench into it and mess everything up. But then at the same time, the more I looked into veganism and the plant-based whole foods diet and what you were eating, I figured, I can do this. I can do this and Weight Watchers at the same time and be successful. Yeah. And And I was. I met my... Ultimate weight loss goal. I got my little pin from Weight Watchers saying that I did it, achieved my goal. And I've still lost some weight since then. And now I'm down to 128. Yeah. So I, I want to hit that 50-pound mark. So I've got two pounds to hit 50. And I'll be – it's good. I love it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's really interesting. It's uh, I think at your story, one of the testaments there, I think, takeaways for people is that you yo-yo. Oh, yeah. But there's this moment, and I have this too in my story. I really do, um, because I yo-yoed a lot too. But there's this moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird moment that you have in your head. It's almost like a conversation you have to have with yourself. Yeah. It's the moment when everything clicks. Mm-hmm. And it's different for different people. And, and I, But I often find that there is usually a motivating factor behind it. Yeah. There's usually something that happens in your life that triggers that event to take place in your brain.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely.
0: I think everybody has that moment. Um, some people it's emotional. Some people it's, it's, it's physical. But everybody has that moment. It's unfortunate that some, it causes us to get to that point mm-hmm. to where we have to have these moments that kind of rock our world. And then that's what wakes us up to to kind of what we've been doing to ourselves. Yeah. But I think that every person can probably relate to the idea of, I've had success with diets, and then I failed. And then I had success with diets, and then I failed. And then I had success. Mm-hmm. And then they stuck with it. Yeah. So you'll hear a lot of times people will say, well, that's the difference between a diet and a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. But then I often wonder, what causes the lifestyle change? And then they'll say, well, it's habits. And that's the, there's a lot of truth to that. You do something long enough, it becomes a habit. I eat oats for breakfast. I've eaten oats for breakfast for like three, five years. So now I eat oats for breakfast. <laughs> like, that's my habit. Yeah. If I didn't have oats for breakfast, I'd probably be really sad. Um, yeah, oats
1: and peanut butter. It's the like go-to. But
0: it's just like, that's that's the thing. But I do think that's a big part of it. But I also think it's the the will and the desire and sometimes those things are triggered by the events that happen in your life. And you have to constantly remind yourself of that event because even if it's the worst event in your life, it's that's your motivating factor. And you yeah. never want to lose sight of what got you to the dance.
1: Yeah, you never want to go back to that point. So whether it's like a serious medical condition or, or something that's uh, if, if personal or, or whatnot you never want to go back to that. So it's, you keep it in the forefront of your mind. Right. I mean, you don't want to like keep it on the tip of your tongue, Yeah. but you just like keep that in mind, knowing that this is the, what I'm working towards. I'm working to keep myself away from that life altering event. Yeah. Like I just want to continually progress myself, move forward, be healthier, make good decisions. And then with that comes that complete lifestyle switch where you're not even considering the thought of of going back to your old ways.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I absolutely would. Um okay. So so that's that's kind of Kelly's journey.
1: Yeah. Um, so I was a reluctant vegan at first. Yeah. But now um, I'm fully converted. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I imagine everybody's reluctant at first for the same reasons that you are. Mhm. Um so I'll I'll tell my story. I it's kind of weird because my story is long um so i'm gonna try and keep it short i mean for my, mine
1: was kind of long too but
0: you know i uh i was always fed uh bad food as a kid uh butter uh f- butter on everything like it's like just slathered in butter and mayonnaise um typical white people food i guess i don't know uh <laughs>
1: you're going you're going to way back when Bill.
0: i'm going to way back See, when. i just started um, in middle school <laughs> uh, yeah but uh, the problem for me didn't start in middle school well yeah yeah, um, that's true you know i eat out all the time right mm-hmm. that's just a product of my childhood it was convenient and when you have uh, um you know when you when you have my stepdad came into my life at some point um But, you know, still, uh, you know, my mom worked hard. Uh, We were in by no means were we wealthy. Uh, We struggled um, very much so. And I I think that that led into kind of so I that kind of led into why I was fed what I boxed potatoes, things like that. Right. And uh, the reason for that is we just didn't have a lot of money and uh, we didn't have a lot of time because my mom had to work so much so did my grandma uh, so did my stepdad so we just didn't have a lot of time we didn't have a lot of money so I, i get i definitely get the argument that a lot of people make with with eating healthy is expensive and you know for me eating healthy is not expensive now but i'm in a luckier position because my career yields good return if I wasn't in this position maybe I would think that because I'm sure that that back in the day we, we would have had a harder time trying to eat healthy now their options are plenty now and back then they weren't but anyways so I was I was I was kind of uh taught bad health health lessons then mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah
0: um at no again at no fault to, to my parents uh, but but I was yeah because so, you know, at that
1: point they're just doing the best that they can yes. to, to- to and, and
0: to be honest, not knowledgeable about nutrition because the majority of people aren't. Yeah. Even still, the majority of the people aren't. Um, but so anyways, so throughout high school, you know, whatever. I, I was like a middle-sized kid in middle school. I would say like I wasn't fat. I was a little portly, but I wasn't fat, you know, but I ate trash. Just absolute trash. Pop, food, just trash. Uh, high school, I bloomed up, man. Uh, and, and some of that was partying, okay? <laughs> I was a partier in high school. Um, some of that was just, again, not caring, right? Like you're young, you feel invincible. That's, that's one thing about youth. Uh, you feel completely, even through your twenties, you feel this sense of invincibility. You always think, well, I'll make up for it in my thirties. You, you really do. I think, I think that, that you feel that way. At least I did. Yeah. So I, I wrecked my body. I mean, I, I did just about every bad thing that you could possibly do, uh, to my body for a, for an extended period of time. I ate like absolute garbage. I smoked, um, I partied. <laughs> okay, I won't go into details, but I did a lot of really bad things to my body. And, See, and
1: and that's that. There, I know it's something that you grew up with, but that's something that's different from what I grew up well, with. We like grew, I, yeah, we grew up in like completely different situations. I know that, but like the whole smoking and drinking thing, like that's. Was, I've never smoked a day in my life. Yeah but yet yeah, yeah, still make those, bad food choices. Well those stuff.
0: are those are yeah, they're not related. It's no, just I'm, more of I'm I am i i did bad things to my body. Um I wasn't making a correlation. Yeah, but I you know, but I did. I did. I did a lot of damage to my body. And if I could go back, I'd change it now, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was young, I felt invincible. Well, I had a lot of medical problems. Um like going back now and looking at it I, man i was really sick um how so well i had a lot of issues with well i don't want to go into detail but i had a lot of uh i was always in and out of the hospital always in and out of the emergency room with issues uh just doctor you know they <laughs> doctors i my thing about doctors is you go you go to the emergency room and they just do they not just like put a bandage on you and say all right see you in a month go to your regular doctor you know and i get it i get why they do that they're there for emergencies but it's just like so frustrating when you go to doctor after doctor after doctor and they can't tell you what's wrong with you but i had so many calamities so many medical issues scopes all kind ultrasounds all kinds of things done to me never could figure out what was wrong but i was a very sick person and going back now because i'm woke or whatever (laughs) you know um, going back now i I really think a lot of that was just the damage I was doing to my body, right yeah, and making a lot of poor choices so i I decided um in my twenties that I was gonna quit smoking and I was gonna lose weight and I did both i got i got i got I got up to like two forty at that time and I got back down to like one eighty and then I quit smoking well, yo yo. Like you said, mm-hmm. start smoking again, start eating like trash again. Because I, I never made that connection in my head. I never had that moment. I never, I did diet, but I never changed my diet, if that makes any sense. Yeah. The the lifestyle changes I thought I was making weren't lifestyle changes. And they weren't for the right reasons. Um, it was very vapid and vain at the time. And I was coming out of a bad relationship at the time. And I wanted to... And this is actually the time I met you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to 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 be skinny so that I was attractive. That was my, my motivation. Maybe that's a good motivation for some people. But it wasn't for me because it wasn't long term. Um, the minute I got back into a relationship, I started eating like crap again. Right?
1: <laughs> All the pizza.
0: Yeah. So... <laughs> Gosh, jumping ahead, because, again, I s- promised I wasn't going to make this a long story. Um, I had my aha moment when I couldn't breathe.
1: What, when What weight were you up to at that point? I was
0: 260. Mm-hmm. And I had quit smoking again permanently, but permanently because of what I'm about to talk about. I, I went to uh, – it's called vaping now. At the time, it wasn't called vaping. It was called e-cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that because um, – i'd heard it was a good way to quit quit smoking Um, i might have a lawsuit on my hands now actually because it seems like a lot of people are starting to get lung problems and i have lung problems so um all of a sudden i just couldn't breathe you know and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and it was pretty serious there were times when i I felt like i was dying you know just because i couldn't breathe so i think i went to the emergency room if i didn't i went to urgent care yeah we went to urgent care urgent care and uh they told me i had asthma and they gave me this inhaler, like an emergency inhaler. And uh, I had never had asthma as a child. I know that, like, most people develop asthma at a young age, and then it carries into adulthood, If it, and sometimes it doesn't even carry in. But I'd never had that, man. And now I here I was diagnosed with this, this thing. And, and I was very, like, it's so weird because a lot of people probably hear that, and they're like, well, that's not that big of a deal. It was a big deal, man, to think that I was reliant, and I still am now. On this this little apparatus that I have to carry around, to save my life. Uh, that really woke me up. I started to really look at why why do I have asthma? Like what the what the hell? I, I didn't have it as a kid, and it clicked to me, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm 260 pounds. I'm completely out of sh- any shape. You know, I I'm doing this stupid e-cigarette crap. I need my life in order. So I quit the e-cigarettes that day.
1: Yeah, which is good because, like, well, I'm glad you switched to the e-cigarettes to begin with because you were, you were smoking almost a, what a two pack packs a, day. a pack two like packs almost day. two packs a day,
2: yeah.
1: and and it might also be like the quickness in which you went to two packs a day because it was like all of a sudden he just like bam started smoking.
0: Well, I tend to do that. I, yeah, it, it's all it about was, personalities, and I tend to do everything in excess.
1: Yeah, it was like out of nowhere, like all of a sudden he's smoking. And then it just like kept, and I mean, and this was probably like an eighth month, eight month period, maybe, where you just went from like not smoking at all to just picking it up one day to all of a sudden you're smoking two packs Jumping a day. Jumping back
0: in, right back in where I left off.
1: Yeah, and so you like made the switch to the e cigarette, which was good, but you were smoking that just as much as you were, or using it just as much as yeah. you were the cigarettes, and then all of a sudden you're you're getting sick and. And it was, in a way, I am kind of thankful that you went the e-cigarette route to get this outcome. I mean, it's a terrible outcome, but it makes me worried, like, if you had continued on the cigarette path, would this same thing have happened?
0: I I would die. I I would be dead at a very young age. Yeah.
1: So it's like, instead of getting lung cancer and dying from, I mean, smoking two, three, four packs a day, now you just have asthma to deal with which is i mean it's terrible yeah and it's not just asthma because it's, it's a lifelong medical condition it's, it's, that you have now in inhalers and and all that other stuff yeah and it's a pain but this outcome is much better than the other
0: well sure and it's managed i manage it with a steroid i take every morning and that helps yeah um, but still sucks um, yeah it
1: does totally sucks
0: so that moment was my wake-up moment and I, I started uh, I started with Beachbody that's that's where I started I still use Beachbody today but um and and I know is an MLM now um, but before all that before they were an MLM right it was P ninety X that's what I remember um, and I, I wanted to start doing P ninety X again because I, I liked it before uh, so their P ninety X three had like just come out and so I started doing that right and I was I couldn't get through even one workout mm-hmm. when I started. You know, I had to start slow and that was a mental challenge. And that's another thing I totally get because people will say like, well, I can't work out because I get frustrated mm-hmm. or I can't work out because whatever, I can't do it. And I get that because I was totally there. Like get, there's nothing more frustrating in my mind than failure. It's just, especially when you're trying so hard to succeed. But in the beginning, you almost have to accept a little bit of failure because mm-hmm. no one's perfect but you have to constantly tell yourself that this is a journey; it's not a race. Yeah. Because that was one of the things that, like, again, you you want to you want improvement constantly and quick, but you have to realize that in order to to take a step forward, you almost have to to fall a little bit, and then you can you can get back up. But now you're a little you're a little further ahead, even when you fall, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're a little for, further forward than you were.
1: Yeah, and then that's a lesson, too, that I'm still trying to learn. It is. Because I, even though I've lost weight a significant amount, I'm still at the point where I'm struggling with figuring out how to work out because I do have a couple medical conditions that limit my ability to to do things. So, like, I can't do push-ups. I'll never be able to do those a day in my life. But it's a way, a a traditional push-up but it's like finding modifications to be able to do those moves so and that's where I get frustrated because I want to be able to do what everybody else is yeah. doing but I know I can't yep. it's a limitation that you just have to accept and grow from so I totally I when you were going through the, your struggle of not being able to get through a workout at that point in time I it was hard for me to understand that struggle but looking back on it now I totally get it yeah it was I a struggle. absolutely get the frustration. Um,
0: yeah, and I finally I finally was able to do it, and then I kept doing it, and then I moved on to like T25, and I was doing these beach body workouts, I was eating well, I was losing weight, and it wasn't like fast, it was slow, but it was coming off, and it was mm-hmm. coming off regularly, and so how did I do that? Well, I, I started eating lean meats, proteins, uh, I, 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 I created a ratio for myself, where I was like, uh, I can't even remember what it was now, but... um.
1: It's like 40 30 30 or something I think it like was that. it was
0: something like that so I did this like ratio 40 percent protein 30 percent fat and 30 percent carbohydrates and uh, that I, I did that ratio and I timed I started getting really into nutrition and, and all that timing my nutrition and stuff like that and I lost I lost a lot of weight I got down to 155 pounds so I went from 260 pounds to 155 pounds Doing yeah. Beachbody and and watching what I ate that's that's what I did. I tracked mm-hmm. everything in my fitness pal. I made sure that I was eating under eighteen hundred calories a day, and I I, I got down to one hundred and fifty five pounds. Yeah. Um. Then we got married and we went on our honeymoon and <laughs> I got back up to one hundred and sixty five pounds. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it was our honeymoon. But so. and I, I've consistently <laughs> been been between. Uh, I would say, oh, gosh, I'd say one sixty one and one fifty five. And I've just been in between those two numbers. Yeah, for
1: the past, what, three years now?
0: Uh, more than that, I think. Well, I mean, because you got um, down to
1: 155 right around the time that we got married. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So, so been through so the, three For three the
0: last three years, I've been maintaining a weight of between 155 to, to 163. And I'm comfortable either way mm-hmm. in, in those numbers. Um, I've been doing a lot more lifting lately, so I feel like that, that, that plays into it. Um, but damn, if I can't figure out how to... To not put on fat uh, when you're <laughs> trying to put on muscle. I try. I do what I can. but um, So the vegan thing. So tried vegan before.
1: Yeah, um, we did. We failed. We
0: failed hard.
1: <laughs> very, very badly.
0: And, uh, and a lot of that was because in my mind, I couldn't get through the amount of carbs I was eating. Yeah. At the time, and this, was, this was about two years ago maybe, maybe even longer. Yeah, it was before we got married. Oh, was it before yeah. we got married? You know, I, I'd been doing so well losing weight, and then we started doing this, and I'm just like, I am eating so many carbs. I can't do this. I can't.
1: The, yeah, it was that, and we just didn't know how to do it. Like, we didn't no. know how to make meals. Nope. and, and nope. Like, and we even tried ordering what was, uh, purple uh, carrot. Purple carrot. Which is like a, a vegan food service thing. Yeah. But even those, they were so calorie dense, and I know it was good food, but I mean, like, some of those meals were over 1,000 calories. Well, even now
0: I don't like the idea of eating a meal that's over 1,000
1: calories. No, not at all. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. No. <laughs> not if I'm supposed to eat like 1,400 a day. Like, I can't eat 1,000 calories so, in one meal.
0: Needless to say, we failed. Um, yeah. But I started doing a lot more research. Um, and that was because I, I don't know, somehow I ended up falling down a rabbit hole on YouTube. And I, uh, I started doing all this research on uh, plant-based diets. And then I started looking at all the health benefits and the studies that are kind of out there saying like, Hey, you know, and then I started seeing the bodybuilders who were, who were plant-based. I think that's really what did it, did it for me Uh, because I would see these athletic people and they were plant-based and they were making it work. And that was always my big fear. was Mm -hmm. like, am I going to make it work? And you know, the ethical stuff at first didn't, didn't matter to me. Um, Now it, it does like a little bit. Like I'm not gonna go protest, but at the same time, I do feel good that like the Amazon, like I I can be like, well, I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm not buying meat, so it's not me. Yeah. Um, but so I do care a little bit about that stuff. Uh, but for for me, it was mostly health. Man, I started looking at the health benefits and like the the risk factors that that are reduced by eating them getting your protein from plants. Yeah. Um, from cutting out things like cholesterol and fats. And I know like the keto people who I just don't get me started on keto. Um, but the, uh, the, you know, they would say, well, you need cholesterol. There's good cholesterol. And yes, there is good cholesterol, but your body can naturally produce good cholesterol too. Um, I, so for me, it was just like reading these studies and, and kind of doing a lot of research and reading books and doing that stuff really i was like you know what i think we could do this i think mm-hmm. i could do this and so we i took the plunge i said i'm doing it i knew kelly was behind me i started pescatarian that's how i started uh, so i was still eating eggs i was still eating uh, lean fish. fish
2: yeah
0: um as my protein but uh then i just said you know what i'm already like three-fourths of the way there like i'm just gonna cut eggs out i'm gonna cut fish out and i yeah. did And so ever since I've been vegan and and I can report um, during the intro, I I said that I had not seen any benefits physically from, from doing this. I remember that, but I have, I have Uh, just judging my athletic performance in the last few months. I can safely say uh, that I have seen a significant increase, I believe in my stamina and my strength um, a lot of people think that vegans are weak. I can tell you that I am stronger now than I ever was when I was eating meat. I'm lifting heavier weights now than I ever did when I, when I was eating meat. And I can do pull-ups, which is something that I was never able to do when I was eating meat. Yeah. So I, I, I will tell you that my athletic performance has increased since I've switched over to a vegan diet. I feel better. I'm less tired. Um, I'm naturally tired because of my lack of sleep... Uh, causes that but throughout the day I have pretty sustained levels of energy mm-hmm. um, when I'm driving I fall asleep but there's something about being in the car that just makes me sleepy time I don't know what <laughs> it is but there's something about the car
1: yeah. you like I'll be driving and you're I'm, look I'm over and he's asleep it's just, just it. the
0: car I don't know if it's like the vibrations or what but like at work I'm not struggling for energy I'm not I'm I never find a point in my day that I'm just like pooped and i yeah. need to like like I'm, I'm consistently able to get through my day my mood has improved um I, again i don't know if,
1: well no and i can I've, only
0: correlate this with the plant-based diet because i've seen these improvements since we started the
1: yes diet. and i will agree with you like while i don't have like the physical benefits that you have with working out because i i don't do that um i definitely agree with you on this the general feeling of just being good. It's like, it's almost like you went through this weird detox, even though detox is a terrible word, but it's like you went through this, this weird cleansing phase where you just got rid of every, all the nastiness in your system and you just feel good. Like you're eating good, clean foods. So your, your body is working well. And it's like this general overall feeling of, of, of just like you've never felt better, yeah. In your life, it's just I, like clarity and, and energy, and you're not bogged down by grease and all of that other garbage. You just feel great.
0: Yeah, um, I think that that one of the things that a lot of people say why they a would never go plant based. I hear it all the time, and b why they they don't uh, they don't care about their weight. Which is a lie. But they, the reason why a lot of people say this is because they say, you know, I'd rather be fat and happy.
1: Oh, that's the worst. I,
0: I would rather be fat and happy. And uh, I, I I, think.
1: I I had a friend really piss me off with that statement.
2: <laughs> I had.
1: I worked. so I just, yeah. posted a progress picture. I was so proud of myself. I met my goal and I posted a picture online. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to post it before and after. And I got a comment on my picture and it's like something about how I wasn't smiling or didn't look genuinely happy in my after picture yeah. and it really made me mad because it's like I've worked so hard for this and I've never felt felt better in my entire life and then I get this comment about how I would, about how it's better to eat what you want and be happy than eat nothing and feel miserable. And it's like, it's the complete opposite of that because I am absolutely happy and I feel great.
0: Uh, when I was, uh, I'll speak from my experience. Um, I, I don't believe somebody when they tell me that they're fat and happy.
1: No, you're not at all.
0: Um, because, you're miserable. because I know you're probably physically miserable. And I know that you, you, you have an addiction uh, in, in a lot of cases when you're, when you're very heavy. Oh yeah,
1: you do. It's complete and, addiction. And,
0: uh, and, and no one is happy when they're a slave to, to something. So, so you are a slave to food and, uh, you're happy in that moment that mm-hmm. you're eating food, but it's temporary, right?
1: Well, and it's like when it, when food becomes the one thing that you fixate on, it's like, you're you haven't even had breakfast yet, but you're thinking about your lunch and your dinner and like what what you're gonna get or where you're gonna go to get that yeah, you're a slave that that meal, phone. and it's like it, that's when you really have an issue.
0: I was uh, I, I speaking from again, I was depressed when I was fat.
1: I was too. I
0: hated myself. Yeah. Every day I, I was disappointed in myself.
1: You just wake up and you're like, ugh, how did I get here?
0: Well, I just, I, I didn't care. I hated myself. And, and getting fat was me killing myself. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a slow suicide. And, and during those moments of, of putting that garbage in my mouth, I felt good because I had the stimulus from the food, right? And the trigger, triggers in your brain, the endorphins that are released from getting that fix. I was getting my fix. Yeah. And I felt good in those moments. But those were truly the only moments that I felt good.
1: Yeah, it's temporary. Because I
0: hated myself. And I will tell you that every smile that I had when I was fat was a veiled fake smile. It wasn't real. I wasn't happy. I was miserable. And that's why I kept eating. And I would challenge individuals who are incredibly overweight to honestly tell me that there isn't a little bit of that inside of them too yeah um and again i'm not saying that all fat people are depressed okay because santa claus is fat and he's jolly as hell <laughs> he uh, is. but what i'm saying is is just that you know okay if i take a skinny picture of myself and i'm not smiling but i'm smiling in a fat picture that smile was me you know happening while i'm killing myself yeah this frown that I have now is not a frown on the inside. I'm incredibly happy because I'm proud of myself and I'm sure of myself. Yeah. And I know that I'm doing the best that I can. And there's a certain satisfaction that comes with success. Mm -hmm. And I get that every day, every day I wake up and I look in the mirror every day that I am able to put on a small shirt or a medium shirt or i'm able to to button my 32 pants um that's that's a success right yeah i can walk endlessly i don't get tired i don't get out of breath i can walk okay i can run i can move i i I don't have any encumbrances Right? I can fit into small spaces which is nicer than you would think you can get through a crowd um, easier <laughs> I can get through a crowd easier i I don't have any doubts now let me rephrase that I do have doubts but that's my own self problem so there's problems in my head mm-hmm. right where i'm 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 a perfectionist yeah that's a problem but that has nothing to do like that I'm not depressed I'm not skinny I'm not depressed because I'm skinny I'm not depressed at all, but my skinniness doesn't, like, make me a sadder person because I eat plants. Um, I'm a happier person because I eat plants. You know, I I can ethically think that I'm doing a good thing. Uh, I can battle liberals uncontested because I do more to stop global warming than any of them. Uh, I drive a fuel-efficient car. I uh, recycle and not because the government makes me, because I choose to. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat any animal products whatsoever. Yep. Uh, which makes me not a hypocrite when I say that I'm pro-life. I am pro-all life, animal and human life. It makes me not a hypocrite, or it makes me not a, uh, a hypocrite when I'm talking, if I ever talk about climate change, because I am doing my part, even if I don't believe that, well, actually, I do believe that climate change is a thing. I do believe that humans are partially to blame for it. I don't believe that America can do anything to stop it. Because I think that we would need China and Russia. and We would need them to commit. Yeah, and until it's, like, they it's a do, global
1: problem. Yeah,
0: until they do, uh, we can't fix that problem. Yeah. But... I still, even believing that, do more to stop global warming than any liberal I know.
1: Yeah, like I even bought a hybrid car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we physically do more than anybody I know in my personal life. Yeah. So any liberal that wants to smack talk me about climate change can put their money where their mouth is. Because I do. Yeah. And I'm not even that passionate about it. Mm -mm. So what do you got, you chubby liberal? What do you got? (laughs) Um, But I'm just, so that's that's... That's kind of that, and um, I think maybe what? Okay, let let me ask you this. So, if you could give advice to people who struggle with this,
1: with weight in general, with
0: weight, with with getting started, with staying motivated, with any of that, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give people? You know, forget the vegan thing because I, I don't yeah. I don't want to yeah. force people to be vegans.
1: No, because that's a difficult choice to make.
0: It's, it's yeah, it is. But
1: I, so like we talked about earlier, you need that aha moment where you realize that everything is going downhill if you don't make a change. And for people that are struggling with committing to something, whether that's going on the, a diet for the first time or making a lifestyle change or eliminating processed food from their diets. I really think if people stopped and just focused on the most important thing to them in their lives, whether it's their spouse, their children, themselves, what is it that you could lose by continuing down that road? So it's like, will I lose my spouse if I continue to treat myself like garbage? Will I lose my, my life? Will I, like, what, what is it that my addiction can take away from me? You know? And then once you realize what it is that you can lose by continuing down that path, that's what you have to work to save, to protect. So it's like, Whether you're working to protect yourself or you're having medical conditions or things are coming up or you can't walk down the flight of – walk up a flight of steps. Like, that's what you have to work to protect. Like, protect yourself from those things. Mm -hmm. From those things happening to you. So, I feel like if if you could find that one thing and use it as a motivating factor. Like, if that – bad thing hasn't happened yet and you haven't had that aha don't moment let
2: don't let it happen. don't
1: let it because you can prevent it from happening
0: yeah uh, i think that was very well said thank you i think <laughs> that um you know the hardest a lot of people think they're healthier than they are y- yeah you do and a lot of people don't realize i think the damage that they're doing to themselves internally because they don't see it or
1: yeah. Re- really I, f- I feel like it, it's like once you start down that path you have a hard time remembering what feeling i guess unclogged is what the word i'm going to use because like, you're all bogged down by all this nastiness yeah. so like you have a hard time remembering what it felt like right when you weren't doing that
0: also part of it too is that we just consider certain calamities normal yeah i hear a lot well i'm just getting older It's age. It's not weight. It's age. It's not because I weigh 260 pounds. It's because I'm in my 30s. And this is what happens to you in your 30s. Well, I'm here to tell you I am 34 years old and I am more fit and more healthy than I've ever been in my life. I am able to do more things at 34 than I was ever able to do at 24. Yeah. I don't feel any closer to death. I feel further away from it at 34 than I did at 24. Mm -hmm. So this whole it's just an age thing yeah sure as you get older your performance goes down you get a little slower but you know what maybe it is a, a diet thing you yeah. know maybe a man isn't supposed to weigh 260 pounds yeah and this is another thing i could go into um you know well, there's several paths that my brain is taking right now i'm like i don't know <laughs> what's gotta focus to go first on because one. I, I i know we're gonna have to end soon we might have to do a part two um i know a lot of people who have heart issues Mm-hmm. Or high blood pressure. High blood pressure is definitely like the one.
1: Oh yeah. Cle- high cholesterol, blood um, pressure. Yeah, yeah. I know lots of people. And so
0: many people just think that's normal at their age. Uh I don't have high blood pressure. Mm And I'm older than a lot of these people. I yeah. don't I don't have high cholesterol. Um
1: Yeah, a lot of my friends, spouses are battling this. They're on medication for it.
0: Yeah. I mean just uh just, just some some statistics which everyone will think I'm making up but I'm not um red meat one serving of red meat a day raises the risk of high blood pressure by 22 to 30% regardless of your body weight and regardless of how many fruits vegetables and whole grains you eat wow uh because of the fat the cholesterol that's in red meat it elevates your your, your blood pressure plus all the stuff that the cow is eating yeah and it's being fed to the cow to make the cow grow a, a, yeah a growth. uh there are some things that just that, that really pushed me that direction. Uh, the hold that the dairy and meat industry have um, on, on marketing that you, you think you're making choices, but you're being guided towards those choices oh, yeah. by companies who are who are marketing to you in ways you don't even realize from a very young age. And I hate that man. I, I hate feeling like a sheep. Yeah. It's like to me there's no greater motivator. knowing that someone is trying to influence the decision that i'm making that's going to push me the other direction more than you freaking know
1: yeah i i took a, a a class on on this like marketing of food to kids and it's just it's startling and it's not one it's not something that's isolated to just one area of the world like limited to the u.s like you have kids in places all over the world that are seeing ronald mcdonald and ronald mcdonald's coming to your school and like it's it's just crazy like you yeah. you get a hold or these marketers food marketers get a hold of kids at such a young age that they don't even realize it's happening to yep, them they don't
0: and they do it in schools now you yeah know, you see donato's pizza in your school yeah. and you see pop machines in your schools um
1: And it's behaviors, it's habits and behaviors that get established when you're young and it follows you into adulthood. Yeah. You don't have the chance to learn healthy behaviors. No.
0: If you want to read some good books on this, uh, Marion Nessel is who who you want to look up. Uh, She's written some great books on how corporations and uh, the meat and dairy industry uh, market to children. And uh, it's a really interesting read. Um, Some of her books. She has a few. Um, I, I think too, outside of that, like, okay, so everybody thinks they have high blood pressure. Um, there are stigmas that are associated, uh, with being a man and eating meat. Now I'm going to get very left wing on you. I'm going to sound like a liberal.
1: Just don't say soy boy. We've talked about that. that,
0: but, but I want, I want you to know that this is real. I lived, I, I currently live this, so I will let you know. Um, It is perceived that I am less of a man because I choose to eat less and because I choose to eat plants. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a reality that I live in my life. People perceive me to be weaker. People perceive me to be less of a man because the stereotype is that if you're a man, you should have a lot of food on your plate.
1: And a big old steak.
0: And a big old steak. Steak and potatoes. That's what a man eats. I eat potatoes. I just don't eat steak. Um, and that is something that can mess with you mentally mm-hmm. because you don't want to feel like less of a man, especially when you could outrun these people. You could outlift these people. You, f- you physically could outperform these people in, in, in any aspect of, of yeah. athletic competition. But they see you still, no matter how many muscles you have, no matter how vascular you are, they can see your veins. But they still perceive you as less of a man because you don't have a steak on your plate and because you're vegan. Um, yeah, just demeaning. It is demeaning, but it's something that you you will live through. If you are a plant-based person, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, It sucks, but it's not the only stigma. You know, I go to work and we have these potlucks and I can't eat.
2: Ugh, it's the worst. And I pack
0: my food. Uh, people constantly try and get you to eat meat it's like this weird thing I'm not
1: yes like so we had we had a pizza party at work this week and I brought my own food I wanted to participate so we went found a vegan pizza I could eat I cooked it up brought it into work with me and I'm sitting there eating this pizza and everybody's looking at me trying to get me to eat a piece of pizza and it's just like Why are you trying so hard? Like, don't focus on me. Let me do my thing. You do your thing and quit worrying about it. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand the focus. Like, why is it because that I'm being different that you feel like you have to keep nagging on me to be more like you? I don't get it.
0: I don't understand it either. I really don't. Like, I'm sorry. uh, I don't want your pizza. Yeah. I... (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like, sometimes I think it's guilt. Sometimes I think they know that they're eating bad, so they want you to eat bad, too. Because this is something not just, forget plant-based. If you are dieting, you will, if you are making lifestyle changes, people will try as hard as they possibly can to pull you back.
1: They sure do. And it's one of the most annoying things, especially when you're doing so good and working so hard. It's just frustrating. Yeah.
0: One way that I learned to fight that temptation is to just resent the people, which is probably (laughs) not the healthiest way to do it. But I definitely was like, I'm just going to hate you. Yeah. I'm not going to lose friendships. I'm going to hate you. Or I'm just I'm such a like. I'm just such a, a jerk, but <laughs> yes, I am such a jerk that if people come at me with things, I come back at them. I'm not the type of person that will just sit there and go, oh, okay, fat person. You tell me what I'm doing wrong. You know, I will hit them twofold. Like
1: Which, I wish I was more like that. Cause I am terrible with the, with the, the comebacks. I am I constantly
0: <laughs> picking up things that people are eating and reading the labels. And I, I, hey, people hate that. I've if done that a If you want to make times. people feel insecure, grab what they're eating and just start reading the label. They, You don't even have to say anything. It's brilliant. If yes. you just read the label, they instantly get defensive. Well,
1: yeah. Like, So I brought in chips to this potluck thing or this pizza party because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, here's my way of, of chipping in. So I brought in chips. Literally. Bag of Doritos for this. So I pick up the bag and I'm just reading the ingredients and it's like half of the – length of the package mm-hmm. like just long diary list of ingredients and i just sit it back down and this lady's sitting there eating doritos and she's looking at me yes. like what do you like she's like she feels like i'm judging it's her the and i'm not like i'm totally not judging her but i'm like those things are just it's garbage Just the
0: guilt it's you know what you're eating is bad yeah and you don't even need the other person to say anything you instantly start to doubt yourself yes so you feel the need to like Make a comment. Yeah. It's brilliant. Try it. Just honestly, try it. Just next time you are at lunch or whatever, and you are with people, literally do it. Just grab something that they're eating and just start looking at the. Don't even really. You don't even have to really read it. Just look at it. Yeah. Just look at the nutritional facts and watch them start to squirm and watch them start to go. Yeah. You know, I just uh, I didn't have anything else at home. Yeah. Or th- they'll literally just make some comment. It's like I didn't even say anything. I was just looking, like you know. Yeah, I was, I was just looking, looking at the label, I'm just curious as to what's. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's it fascinating. Is. So I love doing that because I love making people insecure. It
1: Would be an interesting social experiment to yeah. do.
0: Yep. People. Uh, so one thing I've never, I haven't been able to give up. I'm getting better. Is diet pop. I've given up everything other, every other vice that I have in the world. I've given up. I can't give up diet pop. It's like the one vice that I've kept. And you would not believe how, no matter how healthy my plate is. People see that target and they just shoot at it, man. They will fire every shot they have at me for no reason. I don't instigate anything. I just have my plate of vegetables and I have my diet pop. And everybody I walk by with their donuts and their BS on their plate, they're fat, they're nasty. They literally will make every snide comment to me about diet pop. i will be like, aspartame? You... Okay, healthy. <laughs> Okay, health boy. You think that's healthy? And I'm like, I didn't say anything. Like, I just sat down.
1: Yeah, you're like, this is this is my one thing. Like, we went to a cookout. And <laughs> it's like, you're pop, and everyone's just saying all this terrible Everyone. stuff about it. And I'm like, lay off the pop. Like, there's nothing. I mean, it, it, it's chemicals. Yes, it's
0: bad. It's bad. I will admit but it's bad, though. I'm not.
1: It's it's. If there's not even any calories in it. Yeah. So all you're doing you're you're putting chemicals into your body. Yes. Which isn't a good thing to do. But in the scheme of things, a donut or a diet pop, I feel like the diet pop wins this debate. Yes, you know?
2: it
0: absolutely does.
1: Because that diet that diet pop is not adding anything negatively to your life.
0: Okay, it is. Oh, well, chemicals. But but it's you're not, not.
1: It's not a donut. You're not listen, adding. Yeah. Oh, I hate that.
0: It's. It is what it is. But I have one or two or three or ten. doesn't even matter. Diet pops. I've netted zero calories. Zero. Yeah. Also, here's the other thing. Okay. I don't – it's like – I just don't understand why people have to do that. Like I you could you imagine if I walked in a room and I just started calling everybody out on every bad thing they they ate or consumed? Yeah. I'd be busy all day.
2: <laughs> like
0: you have a one diet pop that you can criticize me on, well, I can criticize every other thing on your plate.
2: Yeah. And
0: the lack of fiber and the lack of vegetables and the lack of real fit. You're like that's not real Pfft, diet pop. You should drink real sugar. Really? You think? Okay, well let me tell you what on your plate isn't real either. Surprise, it's not real food. yeah it's when not you at get all. A, a freaking ladle full of slop from hoggies and you put it on your plate, you think that's real you know how much sugar is in that sauce that's on your chicken or your pork you know do you know Do you know how many steroids and chemicals they fed to that pig? You don't Well, you're consuming it too freaking
2: ass. Just, I mean, no, gosh, it makes just, me
0: so mad that people have to do that. But anyway, so listen, if you're trying to eat healthy, people will take every chance they can to belittle you because they feel bad about themselves. It's that self-doubt that makes the chubbies get angry. I shouldn't say that. That no, makes it no. just, it makes me so mad, but it, it's that self-doubt that makes them criticize you.
1: Well, and it's, it's like they're trying to make themselves feel better and it's just it's the worst way to go about it to try and like belittle someone else just to raise your self esteem a little bit. It's, it's really bullying. Well, especially in a
0: way. when that person is having success.
1: Yeah. It- like, that's the worst thing you can do. Like, a person is actually doing well and you want to, to criticize them. It's like, think about doing that to not a food addict, but to like a drug addict. OK, you would never walk up to a recovering drug addict and tell them, are you sure you don't want to shoot up today?
2: Yeah, you, you wouldn't. wouldn't you it. would
1: never do that no. because you don't want them to go back to that point where they're on the verge of killing themselves. Yeah. So why do the same thing to somebody who's overcome a food addiction and is actually bettering themselves? Yeah.
0: What's the drug? OK, so if you're on heroin, mm-hmm. OK, like you, you may not know this either, but what's the drug they give you to come off of it? They get you. You get addicted to another drug, basically trying to get off heroin. Oh shoot! You asked is me it way Subox- too.
1: Suboxone. Sub- is that yeah. what it is? Suboxone.
0: So th- it is also. This is another example. I'm going to use your drug addict example. Okay? okay. So I'm a heroin addict, and I go to a clinic, mm-hmm. and I get on Subox, whatever, to, Suboxone. Get, to get off of heroin. It's the equivalent of a heroin addict going. You use that Suboxone crap. Do you know how yes. bad for you that is? Is they're literally injecting heroin into their veins. Yep. That's what it is. The equivalent of. Okay. Yeah. Like. Dude, back off me, bro. Also, like just you – okay, another thing I love is that – and now we're just whining and complaining at this point. But (laughs) another thing that I love is how people who clearly have no knowledge of nutrition or anything just by looking at what they have on their plate and their gut will tell you how wrong you are about nutrition.
2: Yes. Because
0: you are plant-based or because you – Whatever you yeah. know, they they instantly become nutritional experts. Um, it's fascinating. It's also fascinating how incorrect they are, or how much they don't listen to their own information. But it's just fascinating. Yeah. So I want to get off the complaint train. We
1: yeah. have a lot of complaints. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Well, we've been doing this for years. Um, I want to end this with, uh, just you know what I would you know what I would encourage everybody to do. I would encourage everyone to, to do research. Um, I would encourage everyone to be mindful about their choice, whatever that is. So if you're on a weight loss journey, if you're on and off again, if you, you want to do it, if you feel even that you're happy as a fat person, I would say that you should should be a knowledgeable fat person then. Mm-hmm. Be a knowledgeable uh, keto person, okay, uh, if that's your fad diet of choice. I would say be a knowledgeable uh vegan. Be knowledgeable because just you know what there is no I okay there is wrong, but I I will say this. Success is success, but have the right success and be knowledgeable about it so that you're taking the right approach. Yeah. That's what I would say. Um in terms of like you know weight loss and how to start the journey or how to stick with the journey. I would say the most important, well, there's several important things you could do. If you have a partner, you're going to succeed way more than if you do it by yourself.
1: Yeah, Accountability is the best thing. It
0: really is. Um, If you, uh, you you have to be able to, to, my biggest piece of advice is you have to be able to cut toxic influences out of your life. Mm -hmm. Seriously, because people will try and hold you back. And you can't let them. And if they continue to do it, they aren't your friends. Your friends would not sabotage you. Your friends would not hurt you. I'm sorry if you think that they are your friends. They are not your friends. Your friends want you to succeed. They want you to, to be happy. Um, they're not going to sabotage you. So if you have people in your life sabotage you, sabotaging you, and this goes outside of even weight loss. I hate to say this to you. Those are fake friends. They're not real. You need to get those people the hell out of your life. You need real friends. Or just be alone. Read a book.
1: <laughs> be a loner. <laughs> Sometimes you get a lot more success out of just reading a book.
0: Okay? Yeah. Um, but I would say that's that's a huge piece of advice. It's, it's kind of like when you watch the diet shows or you watch the stuff. They don't tell you that. But that's something that you need to know is that people will try and hold you back. You learn who your fake friends are in this process. Mm-hmm. Through any process of growth, you tend to learn who, who people who really support you are. This is definitely one of those things. And I, it, it, I think it's the key to success. If you're able to bat those people off, you're going to succeed because those are the people that are going to cause you to fail because they feel bad about themselves, not you. If anybody criticizes you for, for doing anything that improves your health or well-being, then F those people, F them, okay? Let them s- s- stew in their own misery because they don't care about you. They don't care about you. And you need to realize that and understand that. And you need to be able to to kick those people to the damn curb where they belong. People, people, I hate that, man. People should never sabotage people. And the people that do are scum. They're scumbags. And you need to know that. That these are not good people. Good people want you to succeed. Like yeah. you said, you would never taunt a heroin addict for not using heroin. Okay?
2: Yeah.
0: I think we can all agree that's not a good friend. Mm-mm. It's the same thing with weight. Because the heavier you are, the more susceptible you are to heart disease, the more susceptible you are to other problems, you're more likely to get cancer. It's bad. Yeah. The fat acceptance thing, I could do a whole episode about how trash this fat acceptance movement is. I could do a whole hour and a half about how these people are the wor- dirt worst, okay? These mm-hmm. people that are pushing this fat acceptance thing. It's
2: terrible. It's
0: garbage. These people are garb, they're garbo. They're Garbage,
2: Garbo. throw
0: them out, okay? Because that is not, and I loving yourself is different than fat acceptance. Fat acceptance is bullcrap it, because it's, it's, these people are killing themselves. They're the reason that the health care is so high. And you wonder why health care costs so much in this country? It's because of stuff like that, yeah. okay? It's, it's it overindulgent, it's, it's ridiculous. But I won't talk more about it. That's it. I'm done. Done with the fat <laughs> acceptance stuff
1: okay
0: i think we got it in the episode well
1: the the other thing to to point out at the the end of this like wrapping it up is just start somewhere
2: that's true you did. you just have to start
1: somewhere whether it's starting small or jumping in with both feet you just got to start somewhere you have to so cut out the pop or make a change to to cut out um fatty foods or to stop going to McDonald's for breakfast, like just make one change and go yes. from there.
0: And success creates momentum. So yes. if you make one small change and you start to see success, you're going to be motivated to make bigger yes. changes and different
1: changes. Yeah. That was all I wanted I would, to add. I would
0: agree with that. Yeah. Um. All right. We're going to wrap this up. I, I want to wrap this up by saying that if you have any questions, reach out to us. Please. Please email the show at vegan wing. Follow us. Direct messages. I will answer any question about nutrition, about veganism, about weight loss. I'll talk about my journey. I would even be willing to help coach people if, if you want it. I'm kind of in the process of getting certified as a nutritionist. Yes, I have done it, so I will help you through it. If you, even if you just need somebody to talk to about like weight loss things, I'm more than happy to to be in contact with you mm-hmm. because I love helping people. I, I, I really do I love helping people uh, work through this
1: yeah you helped me
0: I know I <laughs> love it and it's uh, it's something I'm passionate about so I honestly direct message the show and and we will we will help you we, mm-hmm. will, we will work with you through this process if it's something that you're serious about and we'll just give you all of our secrets and our tips and our tricks and all that crap. And I won't even try and sell you wraps. I won't even try and sell you plastic wraps to rub around your tummy.
1: Yeah, because you I, won't need them. I won't
0: try and sell you a magic shake. I'll literally just tell you what I did step yeah. by step. So that's, that's what I'll do. So anyways, you have anything else to add?
1: No, that was it.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, we'll get back to politics next week um we'll try to make a balance at some point we're gonna have to make a balance but so much stuff just keeps happening in politics it's hard not to talk about we didn't even get to talk about Ileana omar and her secret love affair do
1: instead of a weekend update we could try to do a weekend episode we could could try try. we've got a busy weekend we'll try
0: um but thank you for listening again apologies that this episode's a little late but busy life all right so thank you very much and we will see you guys again next time